Hello. Welcome to number 11, I believe. And today I am by myself, and I'm trying something different. I know it's been a while. Uh, it's hard to keep these episodes up, uh, especially lately. I've been a little busy, and it's hard to find guests. And yeah, so I'm going to try a few different things. I, I mentioned it last time on the episode with Jose that I was going to try. Maybe like movie reviews and stuff, and I don't know what else. Um, I've had a few ideas, but I'm going to try the review thing right now, except it's not a movie. I was supposed to review The Batman when it came out a few months ago, but it was really, really hard to find the time to do that. But here I am now, and I've got got the good old big guy right here. I'm trying the camera too, because I'm going to put this on YouTube. That's new too. Camera setup probably sucks. It's my first time. I don't like being on camera, but I'm trying it. Trying something new. Hopefully you can see Batman next to me. And the reason I have Batman next to me, and I would have the suit on too, like, I, not on, I would, but who, wasn't want to, who wouldn't want to wear a Batman suit all the time? But anyway, I would have the suit next to me, but it's just, as it is setting this up was really hard by myself. And I've got no, like, real, I'm using my phone too, so it's like, yeah. Anyway, I've got Batman here with me. Big, wait, let me close the screen down, my bad. You can't see my secrets. I have Batman here with me because... Today we are going to be reviewing the Spotify original series, Batman Unburied, produced by Warner Brothers, Spotify Studios, and I believe it was, hold on, it's on tip of my tongue, they would say it every episode, I can't remember, whatever, <laughs> no, let me get this right, hold on, let me Google it, Phantom 4 Productions, I remembered it, ha, ha, anyway, so today we're going to be reviewing Batman Unburied by Warner Brothers Spotify and Phantom 4 Productions. And it is an original Spotify series with, obviously, well, it was written by David S. Goyer, the man who penned Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. I say that second one hesitantly because I know people like, mm, even though I love, I love BVS, but it doesn't matter. And a lot of other superhero properties. He's a great writer and... The show is phenomenal, honest to God. Like I'll, I'll just get to the nitty gritty. I'll, I'll do non spoilers first, then I'll do spoilers. But just to start off, the series was great, and it stars um, playing Bruce Wayne, Batman. Uh, what's his name? Winston Duke, the dude who played Mbaku in um, Black Panther. And I remember when they announced it, like months ago or like a year ago, he was gonna be playing him in a Spotify podcast podcast thing. And at first I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, like it's, it's, it's pretty much like an old serial, like from back in the day when they would do like, you know, I don't, I don't know what serials they would do, but they would do like, I know, cowboy serials and you'd have to follow weekly with the hero. That's what this was. And it was really cool. It was really well executed. Uh, sound design was awesome. Winston Duke killed it as Batman. It, it was interesting because for Batman, he did a... Uh, he did kind of a Christian Bale thing, you know, the, hey, I'm Batman. And it seemed like that wasn't the hard part. Like, kind of, Not that it isn't the easy part, but it's always like, what's fascinating is how the guy playing Batman is going to do Bruce Wayne. And the way he executed Bruce Wayne, it was weird because like, I can tell it was Winston Duke. Like, especially from the get-go, because the way the show starts is like, 
he's not Batman Bruce Wayne as you know him first. It's like he starts off as a forensic scientist. No, like as a forensic, what's the word? He does autopsies. Uh, man, why am I blanking today? It's been a long day. Anyway, he does autopsies. <laughs> he's a mortician pretty much. And he's working for the police. So for that already from the get-go, that's like, what the hell? Like, why is Bruce Wayne working on autopsies for the police? It's like, isn't he Batman? And no, he's not. And his parents were alive. So that's the mystery. It's like, what's going on here? And the series also features Jason Isaacs as Alfred, which was like, I think my favorite part of the whole thing. It featured that one dude from John Wick, the the dude that like works in the hotel, the one that like takes care of a good dog while John Wick's out doing his thing in number two. That's uh, Thomas Wayne, his dad. Uh, I don't remember who played. I don't know the name of the lady who plays Martha, but she's great. Like they're all great. It was really, it was a really well written show. It also features Barbara Gordon, not as uh, Batgirl yet, but it's just Barbara Gordon. I think that was Gina Rodriguez, and she was great. Like, like just kudos to David S. Goyer because the way he wrote these characters were was excellent. Even if the actors didn't really fit in with me, because like like I was saying about Winston Duke, like he did great, but I couldn't not know that was Winston Duke. Like I knew that was him. So I was like, he's playing Bruce Wayne. I have this image of Bruce Wayne in my mind. And a lot of it is like Ben Affleck. Like I love Ben Affleck. I felt like he was the perfect like physical embodiment or guys like Kevin Porter. Like that in my mind is Bruce Wayne. And it's like, you hear Winston Duke talking and, and you know, it's him. I know it's him. But he still did great regardless as his interpretation. And his, his version of it was very like, especially in the, in the dream sequences where like his parents are still alive. He played it very... In the show, they describe Bruce Wayne as being super charitable and like a good guy. But it's all in his voice too. It's like you can tell this guy cares about people. He cares about his family. cares about the people he takes care of. And like that was nice. So his... His Bruce Wayne nuances were good. They were different. He wasn't like cold and cynical. But he wasn't all like dark and depressed either. And then when he switched to Batman, it, it's, it's pretty standard Batman stuff. But it was still great. He, you know, it, it was a little over the top. But you, you kind of had to be. And it helped with the illusion in your mind due to the fact that it's just a podcast. It's just sound. But it worked really well. And then also Hassan Minaj was in it as the Riddler. He was excellent they didn't just write the riddler one-dimensionally it wasn't like like not to say he was in like the batman either he was great but it's like he wasn't so cartoony it was like a person like like david Esquire did such a good job with this they felt like real people and i was not just thoroughly entertained but like i i had to know what like it was, it was a weekly thing like now it's all on spotify it's all there but while i was running it was like oh my god like i have to know what the hell happens next and as for a guy who like me I don't watch a lot of TV and it's hard for me to keep up with shows. Like it's very, very hard. I don't have the time to like sit down and watch TV and movies anymore. It's very, very hard, but keeping up with the podcast and I listen to a lot of podcasts, like I'm an avid podcast guy. So that was great. And finally it was something I could keep up with weekly. It just, it sucked that not a lot of people were talking about this, even though it reached the number one Spotify charts. So what I'm trying to get at is you definitely should listen to this. It's, 
a great original story. As a Batman fan who knows the Batman lore, there's a lot of like little tidbits and Easter eggs, things like the Grey Ghost, if you know what that is. Like it's it's cool little tidbits that like oh tickles your fancy as a Batman fan, and as a person who doesn't like like there's a there's a character in the show. I'm not gonna reveal it, but they give that person a new origin, and it's really good. Like I really 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 like this new origin for that character. It's great, and then. Like, the Riddler was great. He felt like a person, and they made him smart. And, but he wasn't just, like, a cold, like, one-dimensional, I like puzzles villain, you know, therefore, I'm going to challenge you. Like, it it was really well-layered, and they gave life to, like, the story of, like, the police and Barbara's relationship with her dad, a.k.a. Commissioner Gordon. No Commissioner Gordon in this, but Barbara did great. She, she She was great. I love the way they wrote Barbara Gordon in this. I hear hissing. I hope you guys don't. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? I'm not going to reveal the villains because it's going to spoil it. But it's great. So non-spoiler, you should check it out. It's really great. As a Batman fan, if you know the lore, you're really going to like it. If you're not very familiar with Batman, you'll still enjoy it. It's 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 a mystery from the get-go. And the mystery unfolds as the story goes, as it should. Like Quentin Tarantino said, Stories have to unfold. That's what makes them interesting. And this one is very good. It did take a couple twists, which I'm glad. It wasn't so predictable like I thought it was going to be. Oh, and Sam Witwer's in there too. Uh, Darth Maul, uh, Killer from Star Wars. He was great. He plays this new villain called the Harvester. And even like with the character of the Harvester, it took twists and turns. I didn't think it would. So it was great. And it was great that this finally wasn't a Joker story. Like, like, that's not much of a spoiler, but thank God there was no Joker, man. Like, I love the Joker, but there's too much Joker everywhere. So, it was really nice that there was no Joker in this. No Harley, no, it wasn't like Arkham Origins where, you know, you thought the villain was Deathstroke. Oh, no, the villain was Deathstroke and all these assassins and the mastermind was Black Mask. And you're like, thank God, a break from the Joker and boom, it was the Joker. So, that was great. Yeah. Voice cast killed it. David Esquire did an amazing job writing it. Check it out. It's on Spotify. If you haven't, don't hesitate. Like, it's 10 episodes. They're not too long. Some are like 25 minutes. Some are like, and that's including ads and like the intro. So it's not long, but it's definitely worth a listen. So non-spoiler, check out Batman Unburied. It is great. Now spoilers. Um, did you leave? If you haven't watched... Oh, if you don't care. You probably don't care. People yes, probably don't care. Anyway, recap of the story with spoilers. Uh, the story tips off with Batman... Well, Bruce Wayne being a forensic scientist. Well, doing autopsies. I can't remember the name right now. Mortician. It's not Mortician. Anyway. And it's very intriguing the way he plays it. It's like Batman has this thing where he has like... Almost like in Hannibal Lecter where... Where... um. God, Edward Norton's character, I can't remember his name right now. Doesn't matter. The way he could like empathize and like see what would happen in this Will Graham, Jesus Christ. The way Will Graham is able to like recreate the crime, even though he wasn't there, and understand completely like what went on and what was in the killer's head. That's kind of Bruce Wayne. He'll like feel the victims of the harvester, which is the new serial killer in town. And he'll say, you know, like, I am this. 
and this happened to me and he slashed me on the neck three times and this and he he has this um like assistant inside the morgue with him checking out the bodies her name is cal remember this because she gets kind of close to bruce in this the harvester breaks in at the beginning and stabs bruce but doesn't steal anything and he doesn't kill cal later on you know at the, at the end of this one you meet thomas wayne you're like oh my god thomas wayne how are you alive and why is bruce here and like where the fuck is everyone where's batman like where's batman there is no batman in this universe and the way they write bruce and thomas wayne's relationship is really good it's like you know it's not that thomas isn't proud of his son but he didn't want his son choosing this field and bruce is doing what he wants to do because he wants to help people and Martha's in it too. Martha's a, a psych major and she's great. Like she's a psychologist or whatever. And she's really just tries to break down Bruce. And you know, the, the, it's a good relationship between him and his parents. So it's nice to see what that would have been like for Bruce Wayne. And then as the show progresses, um, like I think episode three, the episode kicks in, in, in Gotham and you're following Barbara Gordon, who's a detective in the series. And her dad, Jim Gordon, is no longer the commissioner because he, I guess, was like a drunk. And the department fired him for being a drunk. And he retired. And the guys like Flash are there. Flash, Flash, can't remember. It's the asshole, the one from Batman Begins and Batman Year One. He's there, and he's making Barbara's life miserable. And Barbara has to find out what the hell happened to Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman. So in this universe, she knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, and she knows Alfred. Later on, she goes to like Wayne Manor, the Batcave. There's Ace. Ace is great. I love Ace. He only takes commands in German. It's fucking hilarious. It's, it's adorable. You can just picture Ace the Bat Hound. It's like it's great. And Jason Isaacs killed it as Alfred. Man, he killed it. Killed it. I love. I, I hope he returns for other stuff like in big media. That's probably one of my favorite Alfreds. And like I didn't even have to see Jason Isaacs. He's great. I hope he returns. I love Jason Isaacs as Alfred. I, I never would have thought. But I loved him. Anyway, you find out as the mystery unfolds that, you know, Bruce Wayne is being captured by Hugo Strange and under his against his will, he's being like his brain is being pricked with drugs, but you don't know where the drugs are coming from. And Hugo Strange has this like psychotropic like futuristic sciencey thing that's helping get into Bruce Wayne's memories and stealing something. Remember, this is spoilers. I'm getting into spoilers here. And through this, Hugo Strange is trying to access in Wayne Tower. Bruce Wayne has like a vault. In his vault, has he has like the most dangerous weapons on the planet. Some pretty bat standard Batman stuff. He would have everything on the planet that like doesn't even have a name yet. Like the most dangerous things on the entire planet in there. And this is like the most secure vault on the planet. And the only way to access it is with this thing that Bruce Wayne invented with his mind. Like he has to go up to it, kind of like a retina scanner with your eyes, but with his brain. And he has to remember something. That's the only way to access it. And if you get in there, and the thing closes, you're locked in forever. Because only Bruce Wayne can access it. It's pretty cool. 
This is pretty Batman stuff right there. And that's what Hugo Strange is trying to get. But you don't know what he's trying to get or why. And the Harvester is working with Hugo Strange, but you don't know why either. So it's, it's a cool little mystery. It keeps unfolding and unfolding. Eventually, uh, Barbara finds where Bruce is through some detective work with Alfred and the Riddler. The Riddler's helping Alf- I mean, um, Barbara. Barbara and Riddler team up, and they have this great dynamic because Barbara's not scared of the Riddler, but she hates him because the Riddler stabbed her father years before that. And they have a bunch of conversations about things like that, and you get to see more of a human side of Edward Nigma, Eddie Nashton. And it's really cool to see. You know, you don't see that side of Batman's villains or, the, or like even the Riddler in general. Like the Riddler doesn't get a lot of respect until recently. But even then, it's like you, there's not much with the Riddler. People don't know too much about him. It's always about Joker, Joker, Joker. So it was nice to see that. And eventually they find Batman. Batman's kept in this like underground like lair. And as he's about to be executed, you know, Batman being Batman has like built up a tolerance to the drugs and he's like, oh, you can do anything. And man, man, it's, it's a really cool moment where like, Bat- even though he's weakened from the drugs, he still manages to escape and he meets up with Barbara and Riddler and they escape together. Then like another episode passes where Bruce is trying to get his shit back together. And then finally, like at the end of that one, it's really cool because they're like, they meet up with Alfred at this one place. And then like, you know, the police swarm because the uh, flash like beat the shit out of Riddler because Barbara found out that Flash is actually corrupt and he's the reason that her dad got framed and is like was the reason he got forced out of the force. So yeah, Flash is the bad guy, of course. But like you didn't see this coming. It's 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 really I, I'm I'm leaving a lot. Of, I'm doing a really bad job with this. This is my first time. So, I'm sorry. This is horrible. You should probably check out the show so you can avoid me badly explaining to you what goes on in the story. But let me continue explaining badly what goes on in the story. <laughs> it's a really cool scene where, like, Bruce is getting his shit together and the cops have them surrounded. Uh, the Riddler's, like, just got shot after he got the shit beat out of him by Flass. And they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And it's the big, finally, the big suit-up moment. Finally, Batman arrives. Batman arrives after, like, five episodes. And then it's like, it's really cool because he's like, Alfred, I need my work clothes. Alfred's like, I brought it, sir. And then Batman suits up, being here the gear and shit. And she's like, Bruce, Bruce. And she's like, Batman. Well, actually, no, it doesn't even happen. He like swarms everybody, like Batman style, like, you know, smoke bombs. And ah, I can't see, Papa. You know, he grabs him. And it's really awesome. And then finally, when Batman arrives, it's like, it's like, fucking, ah, it's fucking awesome, man. Love you. I love Batman. Let me me take a breather. Anyway, later on, you find Bruce goes to Arkham and he spends like a whole episode in Arkham and it's really great. You know, he's interrogating people. He's interrogating Mad Hatter because Mad Hatter, if you know who he is, he uses mind control. And the work that Hugo Strange was doing to pick into his brain was like partially Mad Hatter or so he thought. Um, and he goes to find Hugo Strange too, and Hugo Strange is fucking dead. So he's like, "Damn, there's my lead." He's like, "But who was behind Hugo Strange then? It obviously wasn't the Harvester. Harvester's like a patsy slash like henchman, you could say, kind of. He's a distraction." After interrogating 
Mad Hatter, Batman finds out that there was another patient. So he goes through like the logs and does some detective work while running on rooftop to Barbara to meet her up at Wayne Tower. In the logs, he remembers, he hears the voice of the person. It's a woman. And later on, he remembers that that's Cal, his partner. So that means she was in the real world, too, while Hugo Strange was picking in his brain and the Harvester, too. They were all real. Turns out, in, in the and this is where I was getting at, that one character. It's Poison Ivy. And it's not the normal Poison Ivy, you know, not the one from, like, 97 or the evil botanist from, like, the animated series or even, like, the regular scientist that just, like, you know, had an accident and turned into Poison Ivy. Like, she has an awesome origin. Like, I really, really like this origin of Poison Ivy. It's one where her dad worked on uh, botanical, like, weapons. And his daughter, being around that garden growing up, built up an immunity to poisons and she got infected by them like slow like not on purpose it was just because she grew up around the flowers so her dad starts to experiment on her one day when she touches like a poisonous plant and her skin doesn't fucking melt and he would do experiments on her for years like in like their basement while her mom was sleeping because she was homeschooled and her mom would give her her lessons and her mom's like set up as this like beautiful paragon of goodness while her dad is like this fucking sick demented asshole making weapons and experimenting on his daughter. So growing up, like, people couldn't touch Ivy. And that's why she got kicked out of school. Because, like, one kid, they would call her Poison Ivy. And, like, to bully her. So one kid, like, messed with her and touched her skin and his fucking hand burned off. And she says that in the logs that, like, most of him survived. So that's fucking cool. And then, you know, as experience would go on, the dad would, like, enhance her powers. Like, make her saliva poisonous. Um, give her lips like if she kissed somebody it would have a certain effect and no one could touch her 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 tears and sweat would have different effects so it's like it's a really really good origin for poison ivy like this is definitely my favorite interpretation of her origin it was great like if they do a movie i hope this is what they do because it's awesome and we've already seen like her classical even though it was goofy origin in 97 this was great it was original and i loved it i fucking loved it anyway uh through the poisons she was using she her body was able to excrete this like special chemical and that's what they used to get into bruce's head and that's why he was so poisoned earlier too and she worked with strange because what bruce wayne has is the tree of life like the oldest tree on the planet and apparently this tree is like a conduit for her power. Like it connects to everything on the planet. It helps her access the green, which is what Swamp Thing uses too, which is pretty cool. They mentioned that. So she wants this tree to not only enhance her powers, but she wants to like typical poison ivy shit, like make humans into kind of what she is so that there could be peace. But by doing this, of course, she's going to kill like, majority of the population and whoever survives will be like evolution like the strongest survive and will be a better species typical poison ivy shit but it's still really good it's still really well written the way her motivations are and like in her past you find out she had like a lesbian lover and then jason woodrow jason woodrow the floronic man is like her professor and he tries to like harass her so she kills him and that's why like her lover leaves her and it's it's kind of sad shit it's it's sad stuff 
but you understand why she has a disdain for humanity as it is aside from hating her father when she was a little girl who she killed actually because he killed her mother and the plants told her that he killed her mother it's really fucking cool so like it's pretty sad this is a great origin for poison ivy just get that and yeah so batman has to stop poison ivy now by the end and like you know they get to like the the wayne vault and this and that happens and bam bam batman stuff poison ivy takes like over her the the guards uh brains and they try to kill batman but batman's like i'm not gonna kill you because oh and then like previously before that like i like the way they write bruce wayne too it's like bruce wayne is a charitable guy he's a good guy it's like these guards like one of them's talking about how her husband had cancer and one day bruce went to ask her like you know how's your husband and like he says that they talked about life and death and that next thing she knows her husband's getting flown out to like the, the most advanced medical facility in california and pretty much bruce wayne saves her husband's life from cancer and then like another guard talks about how bruce wayne has pretty much like everything set up for when he dies contingency plans for all his workers in the city so like it goes to show bruce wayne's a good fucking guy like he cares about the little guy and it, that was cool to see even like even the workers are assured of that you know the, even the lowest of the low bodyguards know that so those are the guys that bruce has to fight later but he doesn't he he just ties them up with smoke bombs and then you know it's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fight you and don't fight the cables the more you fight the cables the more tight it'll get so stay here yeah shit like that it's really cool though it's really good it's really good. I am recapping this horribly, but I liked it so much. Anyway, you find out that the tree wasn't in the vaults, of course, because Batman always has a secondary plan. And there's Vicky Vale. You know, Poison Ivy poisons Vicky Vale. And and there's a whole other subplot I'm leaving out because you got to check it out yourself, man. But, like, she poisons Vicky Vale, then she throws her off a cliff, and she's like, ah, you have to choose Vicky or find us, Batman. And, of course, Batman chooses Vicky, and he saves her. But she's all like drugged up and he's like, I gotta get you back. Turns out the tree's at Wayne Manor, because of course it is. It's in like the Wayne Manor forest where no one would like know to look or can't look. Poison Ivy heads off with um the harvester to go get the fucking tree. Um Bruce is like driving racing in the Batmobile with Vicky Vale to go save Alfred and stop Poison Ivy and save Barbara. And Vicky's like, oh, I'm poisoned. I'm poisoned. And Batman's like, Batmobile, activate antidote and shoot it in passenger seat. It's really fucking cool. And like, I guess it gets Vicky, but it doesn't get like, she's like, oh, Bruce, like, she told me to give you something. And then she kisses Batman. Turns out Poison Ivy like gave her a chemical that'll poison Batman when she kisses him. So Batman's like, oh, fuck, I'm poisoned. Oh, shit. Uh, Batmobile, put antidote in driver's seat. And of course, to make it more dramatic, Batmobile's like, sorry, antidote was used all on passenger seat. There is no more antidote. You're fucked. And he's like, activate autopilot. And she's like, guess what? No autopilot. You're fucked. And Batman's like, shit. And then Batman fucking faints. Batman faints. He's like, ah. Chaos theory. Who would have called that Batman was going to faint, right? Anyway. Batmobile crashes, fucking awesome, boom. Batman's dead. Or is he? You don't know, because he wakes up in the universe where his parents are still alive. And they have this really, really, really nice moment. Like, you have to check it out. It's it, I can't even, like, 
come back to you. But essentially, the parents tell him that, like, well, Bruce tells his parents, Batman doesn't feel like being, it, like, being Batman isn't torture anymore. It doesn't feel like torture. And I'm pushing everybody away right now because if I can't torture myself as Batman, I have to torture Bruce Wayne by taking away everybody he loves because that's not fair. Like, I can't have any enjoyment in my life because I am Batman. And his parents are, like, saying something along the lines of, like, you know, if we were alive right now, son, yeah, we wouldn't want you to be Batman, but we wouldn't want you pushing everybody that you love away either. I can relate to that. Anyway, it's a really nice moment. And they say, like, you know, if you're going to be Batman, just be sure to, like, not, you know, your strength lies in your numbers and the people around you. Of course, Bat Family. And it's this really, really cool moment where, like, you know, because the way it is, like, the drugs were so strong that Bruce Wayne, kind of like with the Batman of Zurinar thing where Batman had a backup plan if his mind ever gets erased or, like, wiped or whatever, taken over, that he has, like, a backup Batman in place to take over while Bruce Wayne is, like, coming back. He kind of, like, created his parents in his mind so strongly now that they exist in his subconscious. Batman shit. Anyway, it ends on a really cool note where they're like, you know, uh, son, we love you, but we kind of need you to snap back to reality because you're in a little bit of trouble. He's like, ah. and he wakes up and he's like, Batmobile's all crashed. Vicky Vale's like fucking, ah. and Batman's like, ah, ah, every limb is broken, but I'm going to pull through this because I'm Batman. And, you know, they fucking make it to Wayne Manor. Fucking awesome. Because I'm Batman. Anyway, they make it to Wayne Manor. Fucking Poison Ivy has Alfred under control. Barbara finds them. They're at the Tree of Life. Poison Ivy's like, you know, putting herself in the Tree of Life. And she's like turning green and more powerful. And I hope this thing is still recording. I hope it's been recording. Anyway. I hope it's been recording. Anyway. Poison Ivy's like turning green and powerful because the tree of life and the harvester's like, oh my God, you are going to be the new goddess and you're going to save us all. And Barbara's like, put the fucking plant down. And then she's like, oh yeah, you want me to put the plant down? Well, I'll spare Alfred if you point the gun down. She's like, oh no, Alfred. She puts the gun down and Alfred, since he's under her mind control, she's like, Alfred, fucking break her hand. He's like, okay. Alfred breaks her fucking hand. And then Batman comes in because he's Batman. He's all fucked up. She's like, you look like a corpse. But of course, Batman's still functioning because because I'm Batman. And then she's, he's like, uh, he's like, Ivy, you need to stop. And this and that. And he's like, I heard your story. I know about Alex, girlfriend. And then she's like, Alfred, she's like, you, can, you can't stop this, Batman. And he's like, Alfred, put the fucking gun to your head. Alfred's like, okay. And then he's like, no. No, you can still stop this. I understand your disdain for humanity, but Alex will die if you do this. And then, like, it's kind of like Bucky and Steve in, like, Civil War, where, like, if you say the name, he's like, oh, she's like, Alex, eh, oh, no, like, like uh, uh, she starts doubting herself. And Harvester's like, fuck you, Batman. Like, why are you making her doubt herself? She's going to be the savior of humanity, and you're stopping her, like, Sam Witwer, by the way. Love him. He's great. My friend Chris met him recently. Shout out to Sam Witwer. Anyway, he's like, ah, you you can't foil this plan, Batman. 
And he's like, if you don't want to do it, Ivy, then fuck you. And he shoots Ivy. And Ivy's like, oh, I'm dying. And then Batman's like, no. I can't remember how he dies, actually. Point is, Harvester dies. Batman doesn't kill him because he, because Batman doesn't kill. Because I'm Batman. No. No guns. Wait, me, that's wrong Batman. Let me do one second. Rar Pattinson. No. No guns. Wait, wait, let me get this character over. Fear. Fear is a tool. Fear is a tool. And when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. I'm doing like three different Batmans in my brain right now. Anyway. No. No guns. Listen. If you go down that road, you're no better than him. We'll get him, but not like that. Anyway, shout out to Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Anyway, Harvester dies. And Ivy's like, oh my God, I'm dying, but I didn't destroy everybody. But can you put me in the tree of life? And Batman's like, no. And actually, Barbara Gordon's like, no, we're not going to let you finish your plan. She's like, no, if I die, then the plan will not be finished because I'm dead, obviously. And Batman's like, damn, poor Ivy. I'll put you in there. Fuck it. We ball. So he puts her in the tree of life and everything starts imploding on itself. I don't know if Batman had a contingency. It's like everything sink on itself. I think he did because, because, because I'm Batman, of course. So Harvester goes with Ivy. Ivy sinks into the hole. The tree's gone. Boom. End of story. Everyone, like everyone's safe. End of the day, right? Uh, Bruce escapes with Alfred and Barbara on the fucking the grappling gun and Ace runs away. So happy, happy ending. Everyone survives, right? And at the end of the day, oh, oh, and at one point of this, Riddler escaped Arkham because like after he was done being a consultant, of course, he had to go back to Arkham. And you find out in this like this sequence that Riddler escaped. They don't know where. And then, like, you know, Vicky Vale announced that Bruce Wayne isn't actually dead and that the Batman is back. Because during all this, uh, there was a subplot about Bruce Wayne dying because he disappeared. And then the Batman hasn't been around. That's why I said, you got to check this out because I butchered the story completely. I'm giving you a bad recap. I did not take notes on this. I probably should have. But I just decided right now, like an hour ago, I was going to do this. So check out the story. It's really good. And, like, at the end of it, you know... I think it alludes to Barbara becoming Batgirl because she gets fired from the force. And then Bruce Wayne is back. Alfred survives. Happy ending. Um, there's like a post credit scene almost where, you know, Alex, her girlfriend, who's working on like medicine with plants that she, the research she would do with Pamela when they were younger in college. Um, you know, she's like working on her plants. You hear like the, the chemicals, things, you know, the centrifuge, whatever it's called. And then she's like, Alex. And Alex is like, Pamela. So you're like, oh, shit. Fully powered poison ivy. She's probably green, red hair. Got the whole thing. Like, it's poison ivy. So I think there's going to be a sequel to this. I hope there is because it was great. I need more Jason Isaacs, Alfred. And like at the end, end, Bruce goes to Egypt because uh, Riddler is in Egypt. And he's apparently, like, they meet up, and he's like, how the fuck did you find me, Batman? But he's not, like, it's really cool, because he's not scared of Batman. And it's Bruce, too. It's not even Batman. Bruce meets him up in, in Egypt. And he's like, it's almost like a, like, 
like Riddler almost sounds proud of him. He's like, how'd you find me? Like, let me hear your body of work. And Bruce tells him like all the riddles you've been leaving since I, I came back. Like you've been laying out that you were going to be in Egypt, that you were going to escape. And Riddler has like this respect for Batman. It's really cool. And he's like, you know, like good job. And what does he say? He says like, you know, I didn't have a master like plan this time around. I just escaped. I saw my opportunity to run and I did it. And it's this like deep respect for Batman. He goes, so we're heading back to Gotham. He's like, yep, you're going back to Arkham. And then Riddler tells him like, thank you for coming as Bruce, not with the mask. It was, it's a really cool moment. Like I just really like the way David S. David S. Goyer did this. Like really humanized these characters. It's it's great. Like fucking great. Cause I'm Batman. And yeah. And he's like, you know, the mask is only for the night shift. I can't do the Winston Duke, but it, the mask is only for the night shift. It's it it's kind of like that. That's how he does it a little bit. It's pretty cool. Kudos on Winston Duke. And yeah, the story ends there. But I, I, I think there's going to be a sequel. I hope there is. And I, I hope more people listen to this. I butchered this terribly. But I hope you watch this too. And I hope, I really hope you check this out because it was so unique. Like, like I, I, I knew about this because I heard the announcement, but also like a couple months ago, like I was just listening to like one of my podcasts and I remember thinking like, I wonder if there's anything like Batman related. So I looked up Batman cause I listened to a lot of soundtrack. Like when it comes to music, I listen to a lot of like Batman soundtracks and just superhero soundtracks, like movie soundtracks in general, but especially superheroes, especially Batman. Like that's a lot of what I listen to. So I was like, okay, maybe they have like adventures like this. I thought maybe like, you know, old serial stuff. I found one by HBO Max and Warner Brothers. It's like Batman, the adventures, but it's like, it's a little more uh, like 1960s-y. I didn't even finish it. I probably should. And then a little while later, I was like, okay, but it's not what I want. And then this one popped up and it's exactly kind of what I hoped of. So it's great. It is really great. You really should check it out. I highly recommend it. I hope more people, even though it was on the top Spotify charts, I didn't hear anybody talk about it. So that's kind of why I wanted to do this. So yeah, Batman and Buried. It's fucking great. I give it a fucking, I give it an A. I give it an A. Great original story. Great. And I'm not going to talk about the elements of like, you know, like Elf in the Room. You know, Winston Duke is a black guy. And when he got cast for this, people were like, you know, you're tokenizing Batman, but it's not because it's audio. And the, and I saw an interview where he talked about it, where he was worried that, you know, people were going to complain that the show might be preachy and stuff. But David S. Goyer recognized this and he said, you know, I wasn't going to write anything preachy. So, yeah, it's like, it's great. Winston Duke did a great job. It's a different interpretation of Batman. And I really enjoyed it. And I hope there's a sequel to this because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love any Batman I can get. And like I said, as a guy who like, I, I, I can fuck, I can't finish Moon Knight, dude. I can't get past episode two. I, it takes me four days to watch one Marvel movie or one movie in general. Now it's hard for me to watch stuff. I, I'm like, the only thing I can keep up with is the boys. Cause like it fits within like my hour lunch at work that I, and I can watch it there. But other than that, and also like other stuff is kind of disappointing, like Kenobi, but I won't get into that. But I haven't even caught up on Kenobi right now. Like I, it's hard for me to watch shit. It's very hard. 
So having something in audio form was awesome. I love my Batman. So I get Batman Unburied in A. And I hope you check it out. And I hope I didn't bore you on this. I hope I didn't. Actually, maybe it's a good thing I butchered this shit. So you can check it out for yourself and really hear how it went down. I gave you a really bad rundown. But check it out. It's great. All right. I've said it a lot of times now. So I'll have Batman say it. Check out Batman Unburied. Like, let me do my Batman voice one second. Check out Batman Unburied on Spotify. Brought to you by Warner Brothers and Phantom 4 Productions. I ran out of breath on that last one. Check out Batman Unburied on Spotify. And yeah, and check out more episodes of this show. Can you see me? I don't think you can. Check out more episodes of this show. Hopefully I'll start doing more stuff again. Yeah. If you can add everybody. Yeah. All right, I'm out. Uh, check out Batman Unburied. And hopefully I'll do more episodes soon. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>